You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Spirit guide Scotty. I'm your facilitator of fun, Stephanie. We have a prize fixie at the end there. Hi. Every time I start, I'm like, I didn't think of a name every single time. But you have a name. So well, it's a prize fixie is clearly your name. It's a great name. It is. And we have a special guest for this wonderful episode. I, I basically were like, hey, we're going to talk about a shitty movie. You all want to talk about it with this? And they were like, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll do this. We thing. have Scott Carroll and Eris Walsh. Give them up. That's us. They are comedians, actors, writers, and creators of the web card. And I love this web card. You should follow it. It's the adventures of Scott Bunny and Aerosaurus. It's hilarious. Applaud. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how I can't believe it. Alabama, y'all got to do better. <laughs> we were in Ohio last week. We got invited to that YMCA thing. Yeah, we did. We, I had to turn it down because I was here. I came here instead. So uh, We can't go back to Ohio. Anyway. No, we are not alone. <laughs> oh, God. That is a story for another day. It is. So, um, MoCon is a wonderful convention, and we love MoCon. We love coming. This is our third year coming here. This is our second year doing this podcast. We couldn't do it last year. It's scheduling. Um, but I decided to pick a movie based on kind of themed around MoCon. MoCon does a lot of gaming, so I did a gaming movie. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> you should, sir. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize greatly. We um, are going to discuss the uh, masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> Masterpiece is a strong word. It it's is a, a strong word. I don't think that word means that it's me. This terrible. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. <laughs> that was my favorite movie. From 2000. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that so with a straight face, too. That was awesome. I'm glad you were the Congratulations. one. Congratulations. <laughs> we have so much to discuss and unpack. Um, I, I forgot my mini little plug thing to make uh, to make this work. So to we make, have a, to make big so screen stuff. We have a tiny iPad. We're just gonna deal with. It's better this way. It really is. It brings us all together. You'll appreciate the fact that you really can't see, see it. it. So, so just imagine if you can hear the sounds and just pretend this is the trailer. Hear the sounds and pretend it's good. Wait, you know what? Here, Eris and I will do. We'll, here, we'll do the trailer for you. Uh, yeah, it's really simple. It's yeah. really, really easy. Okay. Yeah, just cut that off a little bit. Oh, I can't wait. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do the trailer. Okay. You, you already have the rod. I do. So. Okay. So here is the gist of the trailer of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Jeremy Irons. I made the rod. I can control the dragons. I'm the childlike empress, and I have my own rod. But this one's good, whereas that one is bad. <laughs> My name is Ridley Freeborn. I'm hero protagonist with no actual skills. <laughs> I'm snails. I'm comic relief. <laughs> I'm a dwarf who isn't actually named in the movie. <laughs> That's true. Wait, there's another one? Oh, right. I'm Elf. Behold my tits. <laughs> and then it culminates with a bunch of really bad CG dragons going... And a oh. Dutch angle shot of Jeremy Irons going, Now is your time to die. It's <laughs> a really good dragon. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Thank you for coming to the panel. <laughs> 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 Nothing's going to be 
But this also was run by uh, the, the the whole area is also run by uh, Thora Birch, who plays this empress. Yeah, she's who looks exactly like uh, childlike empress from Neverending Story. Yes, yeah, like, exactly like, like grown her. up. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Grown, yeah, but only slightly grown up. Right, right. She's not like maybe fifteen. She's tiny. Like Bastion made the worst wish ever. Yeah. Like, this, way. Wow. She, this was only seven years out from her and Hocus Pocus. Right. So yeah, yeah. she was still super young. Oh, this was right right after American Beauty. This was too yeah. long after like like the year at she she made American Beauty, which not, won an Oscar, and was like Dungeons and Dragons. That's the next yeah, one. Yeah, sounds like make. a great idea. You're next. Put some gold chainmail on my head and some terrible heels. We got this. 
I, I feel like like all of her scenes, I feel like she didn't get her script until ten minutes before they shot it. <laughs> I think she actually acted true. about five seconds in that movie. The rest of it, she is dialing all of it in. Well, I, honestly, because if you look at the angles, it's some, a lot of angles, she's like in that SNL angle where they know they got the scripts off stage, so they're yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah, I'm looking at camera, but I'm really looking at the cue card. Yep. There's a lot of that yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah. Her. Yeah. And Jeremy Irons, actually. Oscar winner. I, I, Oscar you know winner what? There were occasional scenes with Jeremy Irons where he was just like, fuck it, I got this. <laughs> well, that's when the cocaine hit. Yeah. <laughs> that's was not the reason why he was in this movie. No, we're, yeah. no, we're firmly oh, convinced that essentially in all of these scenes where he was actually acting, what was going through his head was, this is how I'm going to decorate the west wing of that castle. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so let's let that out of the bag. Yeah, sorry. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Irons admitted the only reason why he did this movie was he had just bought a castle yeah. and had to pay for it. That's exactly. That <laughs> they, is, they, so they offered, way to pay for a castle. They, yeah. they offered castle money to him. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. I'd do this movie for a castle money. <laughs> I'd be mean, straight to it. <laughs> if I had enough money after the movie to buy a castle, sure. Yeah. So the, the movie starts with Jeremy Irons and his henchman guy, who's got the best lipstick ever. <laughs> it's 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 you say blue or it's like it depends on what scene it is. It's either blue it's or because the lighting light changed like the costume it's, colors. It's mostly blue. He it's, looks like he stuck his lips in a freezer for a while. Yeah. He's super bald, right? Yeah, and like blue lips. Well, you see his veins. He looks like he was in a freezer. <laughs> like, like he's really, really cold. He's like dying from frostbite. Yeah, he but he had the. So but even before like the craziness yeah. happened, like you were like really sick. <laughs> yes, but this sure. isn't part of that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm okay with your life decision, but you don't need to complete it. <laughs> it's like only on the bottom. Yeah, lip. he only wore it on the bottom. Lip. No, he had both. Yeah, it was really, both. Because I both always lips. saw the bottom lip the whole movie. He was I'm like, thin lip. Yeah. Uh, Is that what it was? Yeah. He didn't really the have much The whole movie. Lip. I was watching, he's like, why does he only have <laughs> What is going he on just, here? He just doesn't really have lips. That's yeah. the problem. See, Scott has pillowy lips. I have big pillowy lips. So you can oh, see no. both on him. But oh, okay. Dude, just a line and then blue. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so Jeremy Irons uh, is in a uh, dungeon with a bunch of monk guys and uh, periwinkle lip guy. <laughs> and um, he's, there's, there's a spinning uh, geoscope thing. It looks with, like a Q-tip. Yeah, yeah. With like a rod, but doesn't really look like a rod. It looks like I don't know, like a piece of a car, like an axle. It's not. I don't Maybe. Know, it's probably what they found. It, you know what it looks like? It looks like a second, uh, a second year university art students project. Yes, very much so. Very much so. We're gonna make a gyroscope ish. So he breaks it and gets the middle part out. And then uh, a like an infinity stone, right? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. And he's all excited. Yes! <laughs> it's like wow, this I've is going to be really short. Of movie. Hour. He's already. And got then it. it doesn't work. Well, then a, a, the the back dungeon wall opens up, and there's a, a giant CGI dragon, like the Who scale wolf. changes throughout the right. shots, oh, yeah, yeah. and like the worst, like. I don't know, Nintendo 64 graphics. <laughs> it's a bad the Like whole Mario movie, fought this like, guy. We've played this level. Yeah. I have definitely played this level. And he tried to control the dragon, but he didn't. And the dragon tried to eat him, and he pulled a raincar maneuver and slashed him in half with the door. Yeah. And so, we and know, then the totally worst CGI it. blood ever. 
So, so they had the budget to light a prop guy on fire, yeah. but they didn't have the budget to go buy twelve dollars worth of corn syrup and food coloring from the store, right? To make the blood, or just or just water and color and post. <laughs> Water's free. I've literally never seen like it was the flattest blood ever. It was bad. It was terrible. They tried to make ripples in it, and it looks like someone just drew squiggly lines with a sharpie. <laughs> And so then, of course, you know, Dungeons Dragons is the game about role, you know, role, but you have a party. We haven't even introduced the party until like 15 minutes into the game. Right. The I have movie. never played a D&D oh, this game. Is... <laughs> Neither has he. Ever. No, I've never completed a game. Okay, to be fair, I no know. one has ever completed a D&D game. I've never played a game like this, though. It mostly like, is, you suck, I'm leaving! <laughs> yeah. So I got a job, guys, I'm sorry, I'm out. Yeah, it, it, that's how it ends. But uh, we meet uh, Riley Freeborn, who literally, I agree, has no skills. He's, None. Supposed, to be, he's supposed to be a thief. He's supposed to Is be. Is he supposed to be? Oh, I, I couldn't figure out what he was supposed to be. He's a rogue. Is he a rogue? Yeah. I don't know. Because yeah. Yeah. I know Snails was a thief. Yeah, they're I, supposed to both be thieves. And then and he's got... They're fucking terrible <laughs> at it. Like, the worst thieves <laughs> ever. So the, what bothered me most about... Especially Snails being a thief. Who's played by Marlon Wayans? Right. Oh, no. I've I've played thieves before. You steal with purpose. You have reasons. Like the scene where he's running through the market and just grabbing stuff and throwing it. I was like, you know, and I'm like, that's stupid. Well, it's when when you're a thief, it's, but also comic relief. Right. Oh, it was awful. And I, you know, I was even. I'm totally willing to forgive the like, you know. You've got the character in the market, and he's just randomly like grabbing everything and putting in this. I'm willing to forgive that. I'm because I would be that character. I would 100% be that character. At least he had something to do. (laughs) But he was so bad at it. He really was. was. Every other scene, he was knocking something over. They were yelling at each other. I'm like. He was level one, rolling a one, yes. the entire time. This yeah. whole movie was... For never playing D&D, you know I know. <laughs> she did her research! No, I, no, I, I think the audience agrees. I, I play D&D. You just said you never played D&D. No, I said I've never played a D&D game like this movie. Oh, okay. Is what I mean. See, I heard I never heard like No, before. I have never played the game like this movie. Right. I don't think anybody has. That's what I'm trying to say. If they have, they're doing it wrong. I totally... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I totally have played D&D, and it's never been like this movie. Yeah. This, literally, this whole movie was just a bunch of people rolling. Uh, like, there was an occasional nat 20, a whole bunch of crit fails, and, like, one 15, 16 that at least let them sort of do it. Um. <laughs> Technically? <laughs> yeah, he was there. <laughs> the monsters in this are I terrible. mean, he was defeated with a rock, so... To be fair, we... we Think that the movie spent the majority of their budget on that one castle set yeah, in the Czech Republic. Is, so. I wonder if that was his castle. That might have been his castle. That was the legit we'll castle. castle. We can use it <laughs> in the Czech Republic, and that was one hundred. That was eighty percent of their budget. Because the other nineteen percent uh, went to well, there's there's one percent for miscellaneous. The yeah. other nineteen percent. Went to Tom Baker's one day on set. Yep. And uh, Richard O'Brien's two days on set. Yes. That's the rest of their budget. That's their whole budget. Right. Everything else was pilfered from local colleges and as many like antique shops as they could find. Go find me shiny shit. I don't care where it came from. There's a scene. 
in, in the dragon's lair or whatever, and it's literally just the, as many shiny gold things as they could find. That's true. That's true. And and a, and a lot of those gold things were like, uh, you know, that gold foil that you can get, get for, mm -hmm. for uh, baked potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just covered other things in that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll make it look gold. Yeah. It's a gold chair. Gold so we have the Egyptian mask over here. A Roman we helmet. A Roman helmet <laughs> over here. Here's a little Ethiopian figure over here. Right. It, it, no, no cohesion. None <laughs> at all. But that that scene did have like the this is for the trailer shot. The poster shot. Yes. Yes. Do you know what we're talking about? Yeah. Please. Okay. Are we doing it? Yeah. All right. Okay. That's why I went because <laughs> y'all got this worked out. <laughs> so there's and it's I'm so gonna use this one. the the, the MacGuffin for for this part of the movie is that uh, Riley has to go find. Uh, a scepter that can control the dragon. But it's not called a scepter, they're called rods. Rods. Which... Because let's make all the dick jokes. Right. <laughs> so he's going through this treasure chamber that's full of all like the pilfered treasure bits. You mean the maze houses. of whatever? Yeah, we were. not a maze? Yeah, we no, have... no, no, this was after that. This is when oh, we actually got, he got the. I have thoughts about the, the, the maze. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, imagine this is like a tapestry that's supposed to convey a message to the audience of like, hey, don't try to control the dragons, because bad shit will happen. <laughs> but you don't get that. So he's got, like, torch in one hand, yeah. scepter in the other, and... He, he literally... So he's got... Let's see. Which one did he do? It was... He uh, the sc scepter? Scepter was over here. Scepter was over there. All right, so he's got the torch <laughs> over here. Yeah. He's got the scepter <laughs> over here. He's looking at it, and it's literally... His ass is just cocked out for the audience to see. That was and the just lady. stood there like this for a good 30 fucking seconds. Meanwhile, the camera's just like, zoom and out from the ass. Ass. To show how, like, it was, it was a ridiculous amount of, that was essentially, they're trying to film the scene for the movie, but they also had to take the promo photos for the posters at the same time, so he had to pose like that for <laughs> a good couple of back? seconds before they actually got oh, home. The, uh, the no, editor was like, not. there's I no other good that. scenes we got. Let's do 35 more seconds of ass. <laughs> 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 We're at a CGI dragon budget. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm, I'm so confused about the plot of this movie. So, so is everybody okay, else, wait, no, including think, the writers. I think we got this. I think we. I think I can help. All yeah. right. So I. So I know Jeremy Irons has to get a rod to control dragons. Apparently that uh, Thor Birch has too. No Thor. Okay. okay. So. <laughs> so. Uh, She's like, oh, ass shot. I got to find um, yeah. it. <laughs> so Tom Baker's one day on set. Uh, I don't think that took one day. Ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the the entire time Jeremy Iron want Jeremy Irons wants his MacGuffin, which yes. is the red rod, <laughs> which can control the red dragons. Yes. Meanwhile, the childlike Empress from Neverending Story has the golden Gosh, rod. Give me a name. Moonchild, by the way, is yeah, what he calls Moonchild. her. Moonchild. Uh, because they say like in the books, but not the movie. <laughs> um, so Moonchild has the golden rod, which can control the golden dragons. Now Tom Baker's uh, one day on set. He's explaining to hero protagonist that uh, dragons are magic. Dra yeah, dragons are magic. Are they? Magical <laughs> things are good, but the rod is man-made, and man-made things are bad, and yeah. only bad stuff will come if you use the rod to control the dragons. So the red rod is bad, but Moonchild's rod's fucking fine. Apparently, it's <laughs> totally cool that she can control dragons. We don't know why. 
And so he... That was the good part of Bastion's wish. So <laughs> the, entire, the entire time that there... <laughs> oh, uh, for those listening to the audio podcast later later on the show, we're just showing yeah. out ass pictures. Oh my god, that's yes. terrible. So <laughs> they're should have been here live. <laughs> <laughs> so they're trying to get. Uh, he he was trying to also like while the rest of them are out on this quest to try and get the red rod, which the childlike Empress is told by like head mage dude at the beginning of the movie that that's the only thing she can get. Like, if she gets that, then she can somehow keep everyone else from stealing her golden rod. Are you with us still? <laughs> yep. All right, because we're not Someone done Someone wrote this! Put this to paper! That's sad. Even with them explaining it, I've already drifted away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mind has definitely gone elsewhere already. So we're trying to get... Of booties, so. there's, a, yeah. there's a map that is enchanted with some some enchantment that the head mage dude, I've never seen magic like this before. Okay. It's like, how good are you? What are you, what are you yeah, right? He's like the head mage of the magic school. The, yeah, magic, the school, magic school. Which has got Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> well, essentially, like, the whole... Okay, so... <laughs> uh, society's into two castes. You've got uh, the mages... people and the mages. The mages who run everything and, and the common people. Right. All the other parties. Basically, right. you got magic... Or you don't got magic. Right. Right? But if well, you're you mage, so. you don't really have magic. <laughs> but so the they, higher level mages can use magic, but the mage character that ends up in the party cannot can't. use magic unless she has a, a magic enchanted item. Yeah. So she can't just cast magic, she has to have like a magic soda can to do something. <laughs> right. Those are my favorite cans. And, well, I mean, this was a movie from, drinking. this is a yes. fantasy movie from 2000, and she has a vagina, so useless! <laughs> and literally is cast aside Honestly, repeatedly. Well, because we do have the childlike emperors, we can't have two women doing things. Three, well, there's, there's three. the elf woman too, with the tits. Don't oh, forget yeah. about, uh, T- uh, Super tits. Yeah, um, she, the funnel-shaped breastplate that she had, they came to a The point. nipples, right? It had like, yeah. It didn't have nipples, it just had areolas. <laughs> right, areolas. <laughs> By the way, it also had like a navel yeah. on the, like the, the chest, like the chest armor. Yeah. And she, uh, we called her not, we called her not Halle Berry. We, well, we called her Barry Halle. Ba- no, Bally Harry. Yeah, Bally Harry. She looks like, like Halle Berry, but not. Ish. They had, she had the cut, the haircut and yeah. everything with the wuchi ears. Yeah. And it did not match her skin tone. I like how everyone's just looking this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many cell phones out. I They're like, you. how did yeah, you I'm see all at, that Literally, stuff. I just looked up Dungeons and Dragons tit elf. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I'm sorry, I'd like to see some things. Right, right. You'd be surprised what that brought up. I, I would not be surprised. Not. Then I had to go back and say, hold on, let me put movie. <laughs> <laughs> Because that brought up all kinds of images that were not what I was... Um, so while thinking. you guys are doing that, we'll try to fill everybody yeah. in on, on how... I'm like, loving this. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so here's how the party gets formed. Um, hero protagonist yeah, and Marlon Wayans break into the magic school. At the same time, low-level mage who can't mm-hmm. use magic is being shown the map by Uncle Grandfather who's going to get killed in five minutes. So bad guy comes in kills Uncle Grandfather, she finds hero protagonist and Marlon Wayans being chased by, by Periwinkle. So they escape, and they run into a dwarf. My next played... character will be named Periwinkle. Yes. Periwinkle the fight. I don't know if you guys could see the shiny... Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's already got their phones out. Yeah. Uh, yep. Real quick before you get there, I, I, while looking up, uh, the elf is played by Christian Wilson. 
when I IMDb her, her picture is actually her in that movie. Oh, she is oh. like, that's my favorite jam I was in. So oh. she, she's oh. so sad because she was one of the better ones. So they, they run into a dwarf who's played by one of those side pirates from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and literally what happens is they run into him, they knock his hat off. He gets super pissed. Then Periwinkle shows up. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, uh, Periwinkle and his faceless army shows up, and then somehow behind the little like patch of garbage he's sleeping on, there's just a water slide. So they all dive As down that. Expects, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> they all dive down that, and then all of a sudden, Dwarf, whose name is never fucking mentioned in the movie. No. Never. Not once. Not He's either referred to you or, or the, the Dwarf. dwarf. <laughs> That's uh, it. Ever. They, all of a sudden, he's like, well, I guess I'm in on it now. I was like, no, you could find him walk but, away. why, though? But for those playing at home. Uh, his name is Elwood Gutworthy. <laughs> That's why it's not mentioned. That's Elwood. literally never said one <laughs> time in the movie. Right. He's had a brother named Jake. Jake, 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 Jake Gutworthy. Yeah. So then uh, they're trying to go and they realize, oh, well, there's also like scenes missing because hero protagonist sees the map and he's like, oh, my dad showed me something, and he gets sucked into the map. No, he did cast a spell and got right. sucked into the map. That's the thing. Yeah. How does yeah. he know how to do magic? Exactly. He said, he said his dad showed him how to do that. Because his dad had similar locks on things. My dad shows me magic all the time. Clearly. <laughs> sure he does. So then she, mage chick, gets super pissed that like this random rogue dude was did able magic. to get into the map. So she steal, like grabs it and does the same thing so that she can also go into the map. Then we are not treated to the scene of what they see in the because map. Because we have to watch Marlon Wayans' Mac on the Elf Chick. Right. Yes. That's it. Uh, Bally Harry shows up, and Marlon Wayans is like, ooh, I'll go do my thing. And Real the quick, dwarf is hey. like... Bally, uh, uh, Bally Harry has a, a job. She is the, the Empress's tracker. Yes. Yes. I didn't realize that until like three-fourths of the movie. I'm no. Like, they no. keep talking about this tracker, and then they show her, and like, they don't say, like, I'm the tracker. She's like, oh, that's who she is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of missing information. There's so much. So we don't get the scene of what they see in the map, but they get pulled back out, and then it's like, tell them what you saw. It's like, shouldn't we have seen that as Maybe the audience? That's how? No. 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 So here, a protagonist says we have to go get the dragon's eye, and the dragon's eye is in the thieves' guild. He's like, well, I'm a thief, so let's go to the thieves' guild. So they go, and they are met by Richard O'Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody uh, who reminds me a lot of Riff Raff. I don't know. Because he is. Yeah, very. Yeah. There was a lot. Okay, so while we're watching this movie, the second he came on screen, he's like, it's astounding. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of the time he's on scene, we're just randomly quoting uh, Rocky so Horror. At, at that time, in, in England, Richard O'Brien hosted a show called The Crystal Maze, where people would basically go through this kind of trapdoor and trap-filled right. maze to win money or a prize. So, of course, Richard O'Brien has the dragon's eye at the heart of a maze. Which I contend is not a maze. It's no, not. it's not. No. It Which is... leads me to believe that outer space is actually the D&D movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, essentially, instead of it being a maze, what you get is the watered-down version of the trials from Indiana Jones. Right, it's yeah. like, all, you've got, uh, it's, it's like the hallway of doom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you've got um, you've, you've got, got the slicing knives, the slicing knives from, from the beginning right. of the penitent man. Yeah. yeah, then you've got the fire, 
the the firewall, which yeah, is basically fire Jehovah starts with an eye. You yeah. gotta yeah. step on the right things. Right thing. Then you go back to Temple of Doom right. for the, like the crushing ceiling. Right, right. Uh, then you go. Is, does he get the dragon's eye after that? Seems yes. like he did. It was yes. real easy. Yeah, yeah. It was so because easy. once he went through the 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 dropping ceiling dropping ceiling thing, that's when it opened up and he was able to go in. And he looked at it's on a fucking pedestal. Yeah, and, and he's like looking at it, and he actually moves dirt underneath it. I'm like, if he puts dirt in a bag and mm -hmm. tries to, sw I'm gonna lose it. He doesn't rub his chin, but he very surreptitiously does this thing real quick with his hands. Yeah, little rubby fingers. So he takes it, and then of course he leaves. And then Richard O'Brien's like, I'll take my prize now. <laughs> and he's like, what about honor amongst thieves? I died. Okay, so my question here for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought this. All right. I assume this dude is in control of the hallway of Doom, right? Yes. Does, right. right. It's his. That's his, right? Yeah. Is it me? Or is, should there be like a, a trap, a back door or something that he can get the crystal anytime he wants to? Well, what I guess he built this. What, right. I, believe, what yeah. I believe is Richard O'Brien did not build that. Yeah. I think that he found it and was and like, then, I, I want that, but I can't get to it. So, so I'm, I'm going to let this some stupid piece So in my head canon, I imagine this instead. I am, He built it. But he built it backwards, so he's like, "I'll put the treasure here, and then I'll put something less crazy here." So and it's then, a dude who mopped himself into a corner, right? Exactly. Like, like, oh wait, I need that crystal. Why did I do that? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here, protagonist gets the crystal. Periwinkle shows up. There's a fight. They sneak out. Uh, then they run into Bally Harry. Yeah. She captures them. Uh, so and then and she, Periwinkle captures the mage girl, the useless mage girl. Yes, and then Bally Harry uh, has a cell phone call to the childlike right. empress. With a magic mirror, essentially. It's like, well, who's the fairest of them all? Bally Harry has like a magic rock. Yeah, like she's and the empress a has up. a mirror. And the empress is like... FaceTiming. They're yeah. yeah, they're FaceTiming. <laughs> they're face they're, they're That's where the technology comes from. Yeah. That's the idea came from in yeah. this movie. So then Moonchild <laughs> goes... Take them where they need to go, because that makes sense. Uh, then after that, the dwarf is like, hey, I'm still here. Right. Uh, then they go to the castle. Yeah, they go to the castle. The actual location. Which is essentially, them walking into the castle was fucking hilarious, because it's, they're basically, they show the castle, and it's like, ooh, look at that. Oh, that's a modern gate. Okay, whatever. And then it's, there's this terrible CGI beholder and they just throw a rock the opposite direction, and it goes, and they all go this way, and that's it. And they sneak past You're it. You're done. Yeah. And then they show the rest of the castle, and it's basically, oh, there's their Ren Fair. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And they're going through, and they're trying to find things, and they end up, like, it's just snails and hero protagonists, and they get split up. And snails ends up in Periwinkle's bedroom. Yes. And at first he saw, like, his armor and was like, oh, my God, oh, wait, it's just armor. And so he, of course, like, stands up behind it, and he's like, murmur, 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 I'm having a joke time. Comic relief. And then he, like, goes, you know, to the other side, he's like, ha, yeah. Starts stealing random shit around the room. He steals the, uh, the deus ex machina. Right. He steals the bag of magic, like, like litter. Like, fairy dust, essentially. Yeah. And then he's, like, poking around, like poking around, litter. poking around, and he sees the map that he needs, because they're trying to get the map back from him. So he sees the map. At which point he's like goes to walk over a rug that is essentially just a giant vat of oatmeal, 
Yeah. I think it was supposed to be quicksand. No, that was oatmeal. That was absolutely oatmeal. <laughs> that was Morton Hines magical oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. And like it Plus was three, of, just It was even delicious. rolled oats. Like it wasn't even the small cup like, ones. Yeah. It was rolled. Yeah. It was obviously oh, it was oatmeal. oatmeal. It was one of the like more decent practical effects because like some like, some poor set guy yeah. had, had to like color picture. the top of the oatmeal to look like the rug. So with like an airbrush for like three hours yeah, just for it to look like a rug for about could ten you, seconds. Could you imagine the poor PAs who have to make those gallons of oatmeal that you swallow? <laughs> and Wayans. they clearly did it more than once because you can like, it's oatmeal up to here, oatmeal's only up to here, oatmeal's all the way up to here, oatmeal's over like this, oatmeal's down here. So they did this scene repeatedly and I feel terrible for their PAs. Yes, yes. Then uh, Perry Winkle shows up and he's like, Need a hand <laughs> to like that's like a terrible yeah. quip. Pulls the guy out. So then uh, they start fighting. Hero protagonist saves useless mage from the dungeon <laughs> by uh, picking a lock with a key. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Handy. <laughs> so they're not the logic there. They run out, and then Marlon Wayans has like the only bit of oh. I get to, I'm gonna actually act and not just make a girly shriek and then bump into something. He has a fight with Periwinkle. Uh, Marlon Wayans tosses them the map. Periwinkle stabs Marlon Wayans and gets grape jelly all over his knife. Because uh, Marlon Wayans is full of grape yeah. jelly. Apparently, <laughs> the blood looked terrible. It's so bad. It's chunky. Schmuckers. And then, then Periwinkle just throws... Like, tosses uh, him over the side. Throws a dummy off the side of the castle. Because <laughs> they couldn't afford an airbag. Yeah. It was so bad. Then Useless Mage uh, uses the magic sand to open up a portal to get her and Hero Protagonist out of there. But this is... And the hero protagonist like goes after Periwinkle like, You killed my friend! I'm gonna hurt you! And of course Periwinkle's like... Whatever, whatever. Oh whatever, yeah, no, they do whatever. start fighting. They have the, the fight where it's like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm really exaggerating all of my movements, and the other guy's just standing there and just blocking it, like, I'm bored now. Oh, well, well you, you forget you forget very quickly about hero protagonists. Yeah! I don't know why he didn't get the Oscar. Jeremy Archer <laughs> gave him his Oscar. Like, yeah. Sir! You earned this. The <laughs> amount of overacting that happens is just phenomenal. So I want to pause right here because we we forgot apparently important plot points. Um, in between of all this action stuff, they slow the action down because the mages want uh, the childlike empresses. Oh, the political party. Right. Yes, right. And so so because because we are now post uh, Phantom Menace. There has to be politics, because that's what kids love. Kids love politics. Let's, let's have us a Congress thing. <laughs> so I love you know, you know roll, using my charisma to roll you know, plus two for, vo uh, for voting rights. Yeah. And so there's a whole scene where the, the mages want to take over. Uh, the, I, I don't know, they the, want Moonchild to give up the rod. Rod, yeah. right, because they're scared of her powers. And mainly just Jeremy Irons wants that. Wants he gives this powerful... Political speech in the middle of this movie, just right. like yeah, like he essentially becomes Jeremy Palpatine at that point, right? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and he's convincing all of them that they can't trust Amidala because <laughs> she's got the rod, right. and They need the rod. For they her. need her lightsaber. She's got too much power. And he so. literally ends his speech with the "I am not a crook pose." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like straight up 
Peace signs in the air. I mean, I just wanted to point that out because the, the filmmakers thought it was important to put politics into this film. Right. And I just want to make sure we cover yes. it. And this is the point where this poor girl is put in this... It's the same outfit that she's on on the front of this thing where she's got, like, these weird gold things coming up. And you can tell that they told her, okay, you can't move too much because we're going to have to go behind like you. You've got the blue screen behind you, and we're going to need to cut you out. So she you can't like move too much. The whole time. So, like, she just, her head never moves. Nope. And then she's <laughs> wearing these so. gold lame heels that are at least this tall. Yeah. Well, for she, no reason. She won't. No, she's this tall, and Jeremy Irons is this tall. Right. There's a reason. So they have to have like they didn't have for the wide shot any apple boxes for that. I guess. <laughs> so please put a force protector. Yeah. Put her back. <laughs> so then, uh, also, this is the point of the movie where we're just like, well, this is Star Wars Anna Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, dun, 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 dun. So then, in the fight between hero protagonist and Periwinkle, uh, by the way, well, like when they're fighting, you can tell the swords are not sharp at all, and they're dulled. Like there's so many nicks in the yeah. sides of the the prop swords. So hero gets stabbed in the upper shoulder, and then mage takes him away, and then all of a sudden they're standing by this giant fucking matte painting of Yggdrasil. But it's terrible. <laughs> it's like the worst tree of life I've ever seen. This was clearly drawn by like a 15-year-old in the middle of English class. Yes. Then, uh... It's like, my nephew's got a cool... He can draw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can draw. He can totally draw. He totally, then, yeah, totally draw. Yeah. Then we are treated to uh, five delightful minutes of Tom Baker. Yes. Who's uh, an elf. Who is an He's elf. He's an elf. Uh, and then that's it. He's not in any more of the movie. Yep, that's it. Then uh, he heals hero protagonist... Then hero protagonist and useless mage have the, oh, I don't like you, I don't like you, blah, 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 kiss, 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 kiss. scene. Sexual attention. Yeah. yeah. Then, Obligatory sexual attention. Then uh, the next day, hero protagonist, Bally Harry, dwarf, who's like, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally forgot he was there for most of the time. He's like in the so background. So did everybody else. Yeah. They're like, I, I imagine him calling and going, me on set today? Am I here? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, well, we're going to go find the red rod. So they all go to the cave, and then Hero Protagonist walks in, and there's a magic wall. No one else can get in but Hero Protagonist. Yeah. And they're like, why are we fucking here on set? Whatever, I'm getting paid for his crap services. <laughs> so he takes the worst lan like lantern thing on the planet. This thing literally only illuminates his face. Well, they couldn't get a bounce light in the cave. Clearly. <laughs> no. But it's, he's walking around trying to figure, like, like use this, like, he's seeing it. It's only illuminating his face. There's no Nothing light coming either. front. But there's the mystical green light that's coming from further into the cave for no fucking reason. Which is hidden just behind a bunch of roots. Yeah. So, and he went, at one point, I swear, he like went Westlo too far. <laughs> you can tell that at one point the director was like, okay, don't go too far because you're going to run out of set. And he did. So he had to, like, like back up, play with them for a second and then yeah. back up. Because, you know, they can't cut because they're running out of film. Right. Yeah. 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 So then all of a sudden, like, the floor just falls out from under here, a protagonist, and he slides into the... Uh, the tomb that Aladdin goes into, the Cave of Wonders. Right, the Cave of Wonders. Where it's like, don't touch the other treasure. Uh, so he has that moment of, ooh, I'm a thief! Nah. I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need money. <laughs> then uh, there's just a, uh, a skeleton on a stick, basically. Yeah. Uh, 
who's holding the, the red rod. And the skeleton comes to life, and it's like, Ah, don't use this! Bad things will happen! He's like, okay. okay. <laughs> so he takes it, skeleton dies, Again. and then he does the, uh, he does the he hero re-dies. ass pose, looking at the mural on the wall. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> then he walks out, and all of a sudden, Periwinkle's back! And he's got his friends! And he's got everyone captive. And then he's like, give me the rod, and I won't kill you. I'll let them go. So like, then... I've cut her neck. No. Oh, oh, no. I got corn syrup on her. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, they can afford the corn syrup. I just, yeah. I just wish that I had not watched the movie and listened to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, see, this, this is unfair. This, is, this is a better version. version. <laughs> this is way better than the movie. So... Uh, hero protect, so useless mage is like, don't do it! Bally Harry's like, I got nothing like, to say. Dwarf is like, no, still here! No, still hadn't even seen the dwarf yet. No, he was there. No, we didn't see the dwarf until after he gave him the rod. Oh, it's true. So, hero protagonist hands over the rod, and then he goes, you said you'd let them go! And Periwinkle goes, I lied. Kill them! The writer high-fived us up when he, 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 he typed that in and was like, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember when I kill you last, Benny? <laughs> so, uh, then they have a fight, and now, then like, all of a sudden... Out of nowhere, so he gives them the rod, and the guy's like, ha, oh, I can finally go do this. And out of nowhere, for whatever reason, suddenly we see the dwarf again, who we had not seen this entire time. And not only do we see him, but he's like, oh, right, I'm a dwarf, and... I'm just gonna break away from these guys. Like, Elf chick guys breaks away from these guys. Everyone is suddenly able to just break away from everybody who's holding them and beat the shit out of them. Now. Why didn't you do that five minutes ago? Because they just got their character sheets. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what I feel like is you they just- finally rolled high enough. Yeah, right. The it's moment like, that he hands over the rod, <laughs> everyone got just enough XP to level up. <laughs> <laughs> so, when your protagonist is in the cave, back at the Council of Palpatine, uh, they're like, well, Moonchild won't give us the golden rod, so we're gonna have dragons come and fight. So red dragons start showing up, and then Moonchild's golden dragon starts showing up. So and she's just... somehow, like, out of nowhere, right? Like, first she was in the tower with them, and then she's like, this is terrible, and holds up her golden rod and goes, come to me. Okay. And then, like, she starts riding one. Yeah, and it's, How it's, she got from the tower surrounded by the other dudes onto the back of this her dragon. Her riding it is all these close-ups like she's in an X-Wing. Yeah. yeah. She's like, it's like, I'm going after the Death Star. Again, so Star Wars yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there's this, there's this, like, dogfight going on with these dragons. And then Periwinkle opens up a portal to go to the tower where Jeremy Irons is. And here, a protagonist jumps in after him. So then uh, Periwinkle gives the rod to Jeremy Irons, who's like, finally, it's time. And then, uh, then like 30 seconds, oh no, like three minutes later, hero protagonist pops out of the portal. In a different place. Because reasons. Sure. Magic. So, uh, yeah. So then uh, hero protagonist and Periwinkle fight. Now, here are protagonists at this point, like, they're they're fighting, and they're fighting, and he's got the magic sword that the elves gave him, and he's like, now I have you, there's no escape, I've got you, and then promptly gets his ass kicked. Yes. Like, 
not even remotely badass. Like he has this whole like I'm super angry and I'm gonna have this you know speech and then I'm gonna kick your ass for a bit. No, there was no I'm gonna kick his ass. It was so, I'm gonna say this thing and then the dude just bitch slapped him. Right. So what that is is that's the dungeon master who created a badass NPC and cannot roll higher than five. Yeah. <laughs> so with bonuses, I'm fucking missing. It's just, yes. Yeah. So they fight for a bit, and then the rest of the team shows up from a magic portal. Or something. Uh, well, Useless Mage had the sand. Right, right. So <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so they all show up. Now they're all on the tower because they knew that's where they went. Yeah. So uh, they end up knocking Periwinkle off the tower. Then, it, uh, then Jeremy Irons is like, ah, so you've come. And then here, protagonist wants to fight. Like, everyone tries to fight him, and then he's just, like, different Photoshop filter on you to stop you in place. <laughs> uh, like, knocks out everybody in the party but hero protagonist. And then they start fighting. He not he falls down, and then Jeremy Irons has the, the line from the trailer, Now is your time to die. And then... Somehow the, like, rod... really good Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow the... Rod got knocked out of Jeremy Aaron's hand, and it's like on uh, the ground. Useless mage hit him. Right, and so hero protagonist picks up the rod himself, and it's and Jeremy like, Irons is like, "You think you can wield it?" And then he's like, "You got that moment where he's like, he's tempted by I'm the tower." I'm gonna do it. And then he's like, "Overacting." <laughs> Wait a minute, what step in the hero's journey is this? Oh, right, <laughs> right, I'm okay, the right no. thing. Yes. So he smashes the rod, and Jeremy Irons is like, "No! What have you done?" <laughs> and then at that point, one of the dragons he was controlling just like shows up and just. But eats him. And, I mean, he was hungry. <laughs> well, he needed more iron in his diet. How long have you been waiting on that joke? Since <laughs> oh, his wife night. actually made it. Last oh, night. Yes. bravo, bravo! <laughs> I have been waiting 24 yeah. hours for that joke. Yeah. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. That was awesome. I'm proud of my wife. Yeah, <laughs> she's better than all of us. She is. <laughs> so the, the movie almost ends. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh god, there's so much more. And, uh, so well, not a lot, but um, not a lot, too much. So basically, Jeremy Irons is defeated. Everyone, hooray, right? Yes. And then they cut to like a day or so later, and they're at uh, Snails' grave. They get yeah. like there's yeah. a like, should be a celebration. We immediately go to a cemetery. So, no, <laughs> no, they're filming in an actual fucking cemetery <laughs> right, right. at this point. And then they've got like here's like all these really old headstones with like ivy growing over them. It's beautiful. It's because all of this gorgeous. was filmed in the Czech Republic. So and, and then there's like just like pile of rocks with snails carved into one of them. Yeah, that's it for for his name. And uh, hero protagonist is looking like the the guy from uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, <laughs> he's got he's yeah. got no, the, or, or, the jacket. Uh, Fourteen. For, like the one of the Final Fantasy. Yeah. It had to be eight because it was two thousand. Yes. <laughs> so, but it was, all of a sudden he's got this like black leather and yeah. He's, he's like I'm gonna fight a biker gang. Yeah. yeah. He basically he got paid, and yeah. so he leveled up his armor. Right. So he's he's talking to snails and he's like, I did it for you, buddy. I wish you could have been there. I'm missing my own knighting ceremony. <laughs> and then he, can you believe it? I'm gonna be a knight. Oh my god! Yeah. You guys. You guys. over here. So then, like, he somehow has the dragon's eye gem back, yeah, which they never explain how he got that back, and he leaves that on Snail's grave. 
Then, that's going to stay there forever. No yeah. one's going to take that. I'm like, I'm going to steal that one. Yeah. Right? Then, this is what happens. Bally Harry shows up. Useless Maid shows up. Nameless Dwarf shows up. Uh, they pick the rock back up. And Bally Harry says some weird thing. And then Snail's name disappears from the rock. Then... They all put their hands yeah. on the, the dragon's eye. And she says something like, "He's your friend is waiting for you. Yes. Yeah, and don't, don't, uh, don't look back on this gift or something along the lines so, of right. that. And then... Essentially, they, don't ask fucking questions. This is a huge problem. <laughs> yeah. Then they all turn into balls of light and sparkle off and cut to black. Credits! <laughs> that was it. That's the movie. So this movie came out in... Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> this movie came out in December of 2000, December 8th, the opening weekend. How much money did it make? Ooh! Ooh! So, so okay. Starting with Justine, we'll go down the road. How much okay. money did this make opening weekend? That's a good... Uh, 25000 25000 What was the budget? Uh, I, don't, I don't have it right. Uh, it was handy. probably 2000 <laughs> Okay, wait. Year 2000, opening weekend, opening box office... I'm going to say it probably grossed domestic box office twelve million. So twelve million. Yeah. Okay. Are we so we're like prices writing this? Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, twelve million and one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, twelve million and one thousand or twelve million and one dollar? Twelve million and one dollar. Damn it! I would give you a prize if that's the answer, but it's not. <laughs> I'd be like, damn, sold. Right, right. I'm gonna say nine five. Uh. Uh, if we're going down, you're the closest. If we're going up, technically, Justina's the closest. <laughs> Opening weekend, it, it out of uh, it came in fifth for the weekend. Not bad for a fancy film, especially in December. It made seven point two million dollars. Oh, oh. guys, so this was a Christmas oh. movie. I was close. It, it, I was close. It was, it, was, one. Yeah. It, was, it was beaten by number one was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But of course, it was also in a, like in its third weekend by then. Um, here's the, uh, the second Vertical Limit, which was in its opening weekend. I never saw that. I movie. don't even remember oh, that. Uh, Proof of Life, which ruined. Um, I never saw that. Movie. Uh, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's marriage. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> Russell Crowe got it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that ruined their marriage. Yeah. Um, and then Unbreakable. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, that was a great that movie. That actually was a solid and, but, but And then the, the Dungeon Dragons came in fifth and that. And then, but it beat, that weekend, it beat 102 Dalmatians, <laughs> Rugrats in Paris, the movie. Nice. Uh, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, it's not hard to beat that. Okay, but you know Bounce. what? That one's better. <laughs> you know, it is better. I would watch Empirically, Empirically uh, it's better. Over uh, Men of Honor, The Sixth Day, Billy Elliot, Lil Nicky. Nicky. And what surprisingly, even what, Little Nicky was a better movie. Than this. Yeah. Well, Little Nicky was in its like in its third or fourth weekend too. Uh, opening weekend it did beat was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That was a great movie. Ouch! But no, 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 no. And here's why: Dungeons and Dragons opened up in 2,078 theaters. Crouching Dragon did 16. Oh, oh okay. And so, yeah. So, okay. That's. So I, I would like to say something about this movie real quick. Please do. Yeah. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, I have only ever heard about people who have played, and I have now seen a play and a movie about it. And this movie very much felt like kids playing this game. Like if my ten-year-old and my five-year-old 
got us out of the game. They were like, let's play. That's exactly, like, every, all, all of the crazy that you guys, everything. It's <laughs> <laughs> like kids sitting down, and they played the game, yeah. and that's what happened. Well, that, that, everything can be explained if you I just mean, look at, like, small children playing it. You're it, like, that makes sense. I feel yeah. that if, if I were playing this game, Dungeons Dragons on the same level drunk I was on my birthday. That is probably how the game would. Like I think it's like it would be just I played it. I would be the political one that is like, no, I'm gonna do good with my rod, and my rod can call dragons. So you're basically their child, all right? Yeah. Like, but how big is your rod? I mean, do you have a big rod? Also, one of those things. Just ask him over there. Also, he's in the audience. Uh, Moonchild's rod was smaller than Jeremy Irons' rod. It's not the size. I, I will say <laughs> Sometimes like, size matters. If I were actually in this movie, the second, like, if I was hero protagonist, the second I had that rod in my hand, I'd be like, fuck this. Red dragons, I win. Yes. <laughs> like, why would you not just call on the red fucking dragons right then and there? And just oh, gonna... you've got my useless mage girlfriend. It's cool. I can get another one. But let's see if I can get you with fire first. Yes. So many plot holes! Because children do that. Children don't make sense. I'm, I'm <laughs> also like, no, they said that was bad. <laughs> Mommy said that yeah. was bad. I'm pretty sure a 10 year old also designed Bally Harry's armor. See? Because Probably. it's like, I think I'm that's go, what uh, I'm gonna like. go, I'm gonna go I think a 15 year old boy designed yeah. her armor. Because it's literally, sure. alright, for those of you who did not get to see it, it is essentially cone tits. Like straight up two funnels on her tits with just areolas, no nipples, but just the areolas. Then they're, it comes and down shiny. and it's like this swooping there's around. Like, like, so like, there's no protection whatsoever on the side. A and shadow of abs. A shadow. And She's got like, a four pack. A teardrop navel. And then this <laughs> giant teardrop navel, and it comes down to a point like vagina. And then she also has like uh, shin guards. That like also like have navels on them. It's super weird. Yeah. There's like one shot where you see her legs. And then this weird like four piece plastic art. Like clearly, it, this is some party city shit that she's wearing. So this movie exists for a reason. Do any of you know why this movie exists? So Jeremy Irons could have a castle. No. Okay. Wait. No. I think <laughs> I think I remember reading about this. Uh, I think if I remember correctly. Uh, there was a guy who for 10 years wanted to get the movie made. 12. 12 years, damn it. He had the rights for it, and he eventually finally got the funding, but I don't think he changed the script in any of those years. Here's the thing. So the, guy, the director and writer of this film is Courtney Solomon. And it was rewritten by a couple of guys afterwards. And he had, uh, uh, Dungeons Dragons used to be owned by a company called TSR. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had the rights to it, and he, he had the, the movie rights. Well, TSR was going to sell there to sell to Wizards of the Coast, so he had a small window to make this movie. So that's how he quickly got funding, real real quick. And that's you know, he I, I think what he did was got the Jeremy Irons Castle money, and then signed him and got everyone else on board. And yeah. that's how they made this movie. This movie yeah. was this was one hundred percent a okay. I know that this sounds like shit, but I've got Jeremy Irons. Would Jeremy Irons be on this if it wasn't going to be a good movie? <laughs> Even even as an actor, even if I read that script and went, this looks this like is shit. Terrible. Wait, Wait, Jeremy Irons. I get to work with Jeremy Irons. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Only if I get cones though on my house. <laughs> if I don't have cones as nips, I want to be Tick Girl. That's but I think there's only like three actors that actually have scenes with Jeremy Irons. There's Periwinkle, 
There's Moonchild. He may not have known that. Though. And uh, <laughs> your, your protagonist. protagonist. No, he d- he's got the elf chick for that one second where he puts her in the weird force field. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That oh. was like before lunch. Yeah. Uh, Solomon has directed two other films. In Ooh. 2005, he did um, An American Haunting. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he did 2013, he did Getaway. Oh, which is also terrible. Yeah. Uh, there is a sequel, I think... I'm there, noticing a pattern. There, there's a sequel to this that he executive produced called uh, Wrath of the Dragon God, and Perry Winkle's back in that. So they, they, they were like... still have the lipstick? Yeah, he was like, hey, uh, you have fun, right? Sure, come back into this film. I don't know how you got him back, but... Um, Do we have to watch that one, too? No, 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 no. I'm not doing it. Thanks, Scotty, we like you. Come on. Okay, here's the thing, Scotty. I'm going to do it, but you're going to pay me. <laughs> yeah, can we send you receipts for the rental? Yeah. Can I itemize it? Uh, it's 436. <laughs> so let's, let's get to yeah, the... Can, we, can I, we get to the booze part about this? Yeah, so do, you, do you have a drink part? <laughs> so I usually, when we do these, I come up with a cocktail that we pair this. I'm the booze part of this movie. So... <laughs> So, Everybody's the booze. So was Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> and it's funny. So I, I actually researched, okay, um, there are all kinds of cocktails that come up. You know, there's um, the dragon, which is um, a, it's a, it's a vodka and some sort of fancy chambord kind of thing. And um, then a lot of D&D like sites recommend different meads and beers and wines and all this kind of stuff to go with your games, whether you're what class you are. If you're gonna watch this film, I suggest you either drink straight Jaeger or straight tequila and just knock yourself out. Because there is no way. If you want to make a drinking game out of the movie, I mean, you cannot you cannot drink anything fancy with this nope. and enjoy the movie. Here's the thing: you just, if you're, just get drunk. If you're gonna make a drinking game out of this movie, you need to be drinking like Michelob Ultra because anything stronger, you're going to kill yourself. Oh yeah. Here's yeah. what you do: you Many get a frat boy have died. <laughs> you get an outline of the hero's journey, and every time you recognize something, you take a shot. You're going to die <laughs> within the first ten minutes. You're going to kill yourself. Well, I mean, the fact that you would purposely watch this movie in the first place says something about you. It says something about us. Yeah, right. So, so uh, before we go, I we, was we, drinking. We by start the wrapping this up. Uh, <laughs> audience, how many have actually seen this film? Oh, that's a. That's a good okay. number. Usually they're right. like, we never I heard need of to know. How many of you guys think it? that our assess, like our recap of the film, was that relatively accurate to your memories? <laughs> okay, I just okay, needed good. to know. We did our job. <laughs> Can I rephrase your summary? So there's a dwarf that's treated badly, a magician that doesn't know how to do magic, revive someone, all under the backdrop of a girl that controls dragon battle and a frozen guy that controls dragons. <laughs> Pretty much. Which yeah. is basically Game of Thrones. <laughs> Boom! Winner! <laughs> Winner! I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a prize for that one. That was Normally you would say congratulations, but nope. in this case, I'm sorry. You get the sequel too. I said winner. Can I watch this Good for you. You got something to fall asleep to. <laughs> something to drink to. Who can top that? <laughs> Who else would like to? How long have you been waiting for that one? <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I've got uh, another uh, two. I've got. Here we go, Prize Pixie. Oh, don't make me decide. Yeah, <laughs> just show what we have. Show what we have. Um, 
<laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to pick, uh, and I'm... Please don't give them to Josh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of a woman. I don't want that in my house. Come here. <laughs> They're married. Come here, my friend. Thank you. Now, uh, can you do your best sexy <laughs> as you're getting treasure? <laughs> There's a rod. rod. <laughs> that was the, a so, so there's the blue rod. He so, needs a torch. So we'll have. Give him that. Give him your stand for the torch. Yeah, there's your torch. And your rod and your torch. So, so give me, give me your best sexy. Do it. <laughs> Here, I'll do it with you. Right, right. Look at the painting. <laughs> give us your best you ass think. pose. You Remember, okay. the ass goes out, but it twists. So you just hold, ever now so hold this on that side. Hold this out so the audience can see it, like that. Your torch is down here a little bit, and your ass is like that. Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. Hold oh, it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold This is for the trailer. Zoom in. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Bravo! We're gonna give you a copy of this wonderful, excellent film. And we're sorry. Enjoy. And we're also because you're such a good sport. Give him, a, give him a round of hand. Yes. Um, in the '80s, there was a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Yep. Here's the first nine episodes. Enjoy. <laughs> it's, how does it feel, though? Please. <laughs> <laughs> That's the man who's never going to watch this show again. <laughs> uh, this is our second year doing this show at uh, MopCon. MopCast has been here uh, our third year, so uh, definitely check out MopCast.com. Guys, plug your stuff. <laughs> Alright, so, cool. Uh, we have a webcomic, The Adventures of Scott, Bunny, and Aerosaurus. It is a cute little bunny and dino. All the comics are based off of stuff that actually happened to us. On I can't the road wait to see the panel version of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta happen. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. Uh, you can find it on Facebook.com/slash Scott and Eris. Uh, we've got some shows going on this weekend. We do. We're doing um, the uh, we're hosting the Comic Con uh, costume, costume contest. contest. And uh, we actually, we're doing one of, our new, one of our new shows. Yes. We've been working for, for quite a while putting this one together. We're super proud of it. Um, it is, everyone in here looks to be an adult. It's called Talking Dicks. <laughs> it is exactly what it sounds like. We have props. They're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we have such sights to show you. Yes. Um, and that's, so that's tomorrow night I was night into after. the Hellraiser thing. Now <laughs> <laughs> out. out. <laughs> You know you want to see it. It's like, where does Pinhead actually fit? <laughs> and uh, we also, on Sunday, will be doing a talk about how to use humor to deal with chronic pain. Alright. <laughs> like Way to end uh, it on a down move, Scott. Tomorrow night, 6 p.m., in the same place. Here, we're here. We're here. We're doing hashtag hashtag the pop culture game show. The prizes are way better. Yeah. <laughs> way better. These, you know, these are more punishments for the show. Yeah. But we wish we could be here for that. We're hosting costume contests. Yeah. Costume contests, but uh, it's a good day. They were here last year with us. We yeah, were. It was yeah. fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, you, uh, this podcast should be up uh, this week on mopcast.com, so you can hear this and the pictures of his, his wonderful bottom. And so, <laughs> yes, we took pictures. So, uh, last question for the panel. Would you recommend this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just act 
I have a qualified to my ex yes, now. I would like to this. Of course, you qualified. Okay. To whom? Do, do I like this person? <laughs> it's up to you. I will say my kids came to a stranger. Would you recommend this like, to a stranger? I don't want to play anymore. I want to watch this movie. So my small children enjoyed it. If if you have a group of friends who like mystery science theater and like to make fun of movies together, and you've been drinking, this is a perfect movie to make fun of with a group. It is. It Outside is of that, no. Okay, but I'm a sadistic bastard. <laughs> yes. So yeah. 100% enthusiastically. Oh my god, it's amazing. You should watch it. <laughs> Just to punish people. Stephanie? Oh, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of people I work with I would wish this upon, but other than that, no. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I, I will recommend this if you're hosting a panel show and you want to torture your friends. <laughs> I, I win because I made them pay three ninety nine to watch this movie. <laughs> oh, you're getting the bill. Three ninety nine. Okay, I did not. She was like, money. <laughs> "That's the price of a vodka tonic, right?" <laughs> Whatever movie you pick next year, sir. <laughs> I'm uh, picking the next movie. Uh, uh, give it up for our panel. Yay! Give it up for the audience. Thank you for coming out. We hope to see you tomorrow. Go enjoy more con. Yes. You've earned a drink. Or Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.